our leadership is a product of democratic system a, a system of populism and demagoguery not a system of uh, philosophical kings welcome to proven and probable today i'm your guest host spencer kane on the show we have a special guest He goes by the name of giant bandari he's the founder of capitalism and morality and a highly sought after advisor to institutional investors giant how are you sir spencer kane thank you very much for having me i'm very well oh that's great to hear giant we're living in challenging times and i i want to know how your philosophy has shaped your experiences and perspective of the world and how you assess global markets so spencer uh yes uh as the society has progressed over the last 70 to 100 years uh the western society has become increasingly unhinged from its philosophical roots now i grew up in a society where materialism was the dominating factor or probably the only factor in life people talked about food celebrities uh, about pleasurable activities but there was no concept of ideas there was no concept of discussions and negotiations and argumentation uh, if at all there was anything like argumentation it was about a verbal fight or a physical fight and if you had higher moral values people would make fun of you so if you said something talked about compassion or talked about something nice or something that elevated human psyche up to a higher level people would laugh at you and this was the society of india where i grew up in and as i was growing up i was obsessed with the fact and this used to happen right from my early single digit age i was always wondering what was it about india that kept it such a wretched poor and backward society and of course i knew something about america about western countries those days and i looked forward to what was to learning what was happening in the west which made it such a progressive a society which where people had equality people had um, a sense of adventure a sense of passion for life and that was the reason i came to the west but and i have been living in the west on and off for the last uh, 30 years what i have seen spencer is that as time has gone by the western society has increasingly become unhinged from its philosophical roots and it has become over reliant on the same things that that did not work in india which is what in the western society you call progressism which is the leftism which is about the sense of entitlement and grievances that the western society now inculcates in a lot of people particularly the the underclass which has uh, created a huge amount of vicious cycle of immorality in the western society and that is the foundations for what you see on the streets today the rioting and a general dislike of the masses towards the western civilization which will actually undo the whole of the construction of civilization we have done in the last two and a half millennia we will revert back to the dark ages if we don't stop this now giant why is it important to have a system of values in a world where there's a lot of confusion and and hate It's very important uh, Spencer for us to be able to negotiate for you and me to negotiate argue and talk about things 
to have a system that we both believe in. We have to have the concept of reason. Now, if you do not have the concept of reason, the only possibility is the concept of might is right. And that is the concept that ruled most of the, all of the world until not very far in the past. The Western society in Europe was the first society and the only society that developed the concept of reason and amalgamated that with Christianity, a kind of culture that this, that Europe developed and the philosophical structure of the, this honeycomb of all the factors worked together to create Western civilization. Something that is unique and continues to be unique and unfortunately it's diminishing. Now, this Western civilization, this attitude and the understanding, the subliminal understanding that people in the Western society have results in a kind of culture when you, we can in a civilized way discuss, argue and negotiate something that does not happen outside the Western society. Now, it does happen in East Asia, but that's all because they copied the Western ways of running their lives. Now, as time has gone by, you can increasingly see that emotions are reigning supreme on the institutions. And they are reigning supreme on the institutions in the Western world today because we have allowed uh, the irrational people to dominate the public discourse. We are too sympathetic about the underclass. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be sympathetic towards the underclass, but we should not let them keep developing this sense of entitlements and sense of grievances. I was thinking today and the word confirmation bias popped in my mind and you were speaking about emotions. Now emotions are a signal. They should be a signal to let you know that something is unsettling to you, but you should not act upon those emotions. And just as you stated, you know, people use their emotions as a driving force to make decisions, which is completely irrational. So Spencer, this is very interesting. The, we are beasts, we are animals. The only reason we don't call ourselves animals is because we developed consciousness and we learned a bit rational as slowly, more and more rational as time passed by. We developed consciousness and we agreed that there were ways which were not appropriate for human beings as animals if we wanted to develop into a civilization which meant that if we wanted to have a higher quality of life we had to develop a certain code of conduct which meant that if i feel uh, lustful does not allow me to go and rape someone or if i feel greedy it does not mean i should go and steal from someone and these are the things that we were taught in rational societies to rein in on the irrational emotions, which is that, and this is what 10 commandments are based on. And this is where I think Christianity did a great job. It created a web of moral infrastructure for society to uh, operate through. That reigning on emotions is what makes us a human being, not an animal, because animals just operate through their instincts and emotions. You and I are having this conversation and there's so many people who are not. Uh, why do you think that's so, sir? 
in a way this answer there is a lot of conversation happening but uh, uh, i would say that in the western world uh, what i have seen over the last 30 years is crippling of the conversation people no longer discuss some of the key aspects because those key factors are politically incorrect so we have been disabled in our discussions now you cannot have half a pregnancy you either have no pregnancy or full pregnancy once you hinder the free flow of ideas and free flow of freedom of speech you destroy it completely and that is what has happened in the western world today people no longer want to discuss some of the key aspects uh, and there are many reasons behind this you know everything results because so many other factors work together to lead to what we are we, where we are today clearly there has been intellectual laziness that has developed in the western world people are more worried about their lifestyle and the size of their kitchens and they want to make sure that they stay in good terms with everyone and and they have started to believe that it does not make much sense to rock the boat much so they they are more accepting of bad behavior as time has passed by because they want to live and let live rather than fight to do what is right and without fighting entropy kicks in and civilization starts to fall apart and that's what's exactly that's happening we lack the intellectual leadership required in the western society now western society is still the best part of the world and i love being in the western society but remember it is great even today for only one reason and that is inertia because it was created great so the inertia has kept it great but you can see that the foundations have fallen apart particularly in the us i think and uh, us is probably the first country that will go despite the fact that it is the best country on the planet even today in terms of group think in your opinion how can frustrated segments of the population have their message delivered in a more constructive manner so firstly it is extremely important that we do what we are competent to do if we do things that we are not competent to do or have a view on something we have no understanding of we will be operating out of emotions we will be operating out of our our incompetencies now you know a plumber does his plumbing job an electrician does his job if a plumber tries to do an electrician's job he is going to mess things up similarly there are people who understand medicine now if i have an opinion on medicine then i am going to start messing things up even though i might be correct once in a while compared to a doctor similarly in public policy space if you don't understand public policy you should stay out of it what we have done however is that we have made the world increasingly democratic and democracy is the very worst form of running a society what you have in democracy is governance of the masses government is run by and for the masses now masses are not interested in what creates the spine and foundations of civilization masses are interested in bread and circuses and as time has gone by democratic societies have increasingly become 
bread and circuses society so the first step that should never have been taken was that us should never have given a right to vote to so many people now virtually everyone has the right to vote as long as that person in, is above a certain age in the us whereas when america became uh, an independent country only about from what i know about 6% people had the right to vote now nothing is perfect in life and we can argue about why uh, only those 6% people had the right to vote but the fact remains that what you want in a governing government appointing system is that you want a statistical outcome to improve and democracy inherently leads to the worst kind of a statistical outcome so uh, yes uh, lower class underclass the oppressed people should have a vo- voice but they should not be allowed to rule on the streets uh, and law and order situation should be such that anyone who creates violence or crime on the streets should be heavily dealt with now i watched a video yesterday about in louisville a bunch of demonstrators and rioters were troubling one white car and this white car his car was ambushed his car was badly damaged people chased him a truck chased him the guy must have been petrified in all this uh, sequence of events and when he finally managed to run away from this rioting uh, goons what happened was that the police arrested him now in my view he was a hero he was the victim but instead of arresting the rioters the, this guy was arrested and this is where civilization starts falling apart because you are now doing exactly the opposite of reason so yes uh, oppressed people should have a voice but my first question is are people in america really oppressed i don't see any sign of it uh, are people in the western society oppressed i mean this is really as good as, as it gets in nature i mean i can't even imagine how it can get better than what it is in america today giant i was having a conversation with someone who was attached to one of the movements they felt as if the people had a right to damage these businesses because they didn't feel a part of the community and in my mind i was thinking Well if you want to be a part of the community, why don't you contribute? If you want a business, you you have every right to start one, providing a product, a service that will enrich those around you. And by stro- by destroying someone else's business, that's that's counterproductive. It's irrational and nothing's accomplished and it just further divides the cause and there there's no ground for communication. exactly spencer and these are anti civilization forces if you let these people keep doing operating out of this belief that you just mentioned they will completely destroy the society and we will revert back to subsistence living which means that we would be half of us would be starving we would be living in caves and we would be running from living from hand to mouth out of hunting and uh, gathering and these are the kind of people who have this massive sense of entitlement and sense of grievances now the fact is that uh, if someone doesn't give you a job no one has the duty to give you a job look for a job and if you can't find a job is develop a skills to get a job and in america uh, spencer really anyone can can get a job for 5 or 6 dollars an hour you even if it's illegal you can walk into a chinese store and 
ask for uh, get a job for less than the minimum wages and he will give you a job and that is the great entrepreneurialism in america you can get a job for 5 or 6 dollars and 5 or 6 dollars is a huge amount of money for me if i if i knew that's all i was going to make i i can easily save half of that money and grow my net worth as time passes by but these people have this sense of grievances they think that businesses and wealth and welfare checks exist in nature because that's how they have grown up they think that for last two or three generations probably money has come from the government and they think it's their right to get that money and because businesses have provided services to these people they think it's their it's their uh, natural right to get those services but because of the way of thinking that they have developed the immoral thinking that welfare checks and the lack of self responsibility and the lack of criminal prosecution against these people has created has meant that we have given them a higher level authority in destroying the civilization and that's what america is going through right now i can't help but think about how people's psychology is being affected if they're able to get a check from the government sometimes in the excess of thousands of dollars while sitting at home and and watching television okay so spencer that's uh, actually very interesting if uh, if i have an apple tree in my house and if it keeps giving me apple all the time i start to believe that apple exists in the in in nature and they the tree provides for me and i expect the tree to provide me apples now if i grew up in a society where for two or three generations welfare checks have kept on coming to me and if i don't look after my health if i drink um, coca cola and pepsi all the time if i eat chips all the time if i have bad lifestyle i drink and healthcare takes care of me for free I start to, I would start to believe that these things exist in nature now someone has to either challenge them and say that these things don't exist in uh, in nature and and that uh, to provide for these things someone has to work very hard to create the capital and wealth required to provide healthcare and welfare checks for you however if no one challenges you which is what has happened in the western society because people are too politically correct but also the whole subliminal message of welfare checks which go on forever is and healthcare which is free is that these should this these are my rights uh, people have come to believe in that and particularly those people who are not interested in ideas and these are usually the leftist forces almost always the leftist forces because leftism marxism and socialism is the belief of materialism they are only interested in the material how can i get more they are not interested in ideas they don't discuss ideas at home they don't in, have friends with who they they discuss ideas they go, meet their friends in noisy places so that they they don't feel alone and they can drink their days and nights away or watch tv now these people who have no interest in idea if they keep getting welfare checks their behavior will become immoral although they were not going to be moral anyway you have to provide them a system within which they operate what the outsider perceives as moral and that is the job of the leadership in any society but again we do not have those kind of people running our societies anymore because we our leadership 
is a product of democratic system a, a system of populism and demagoguery not a system of uh, philosophical kings uh giant i would like to wrap things up and ask you what some of your influences in life have been to to form your philosophy Spencer I grew up the biggest influence for me was India I grew up uh, surrounded by what I would say non-stop stupidities uh, and those that system those people that society and that culture made me uncomfortable growing up in that society and I was always thinking what was wrong about it that it was such a dysfunctional inhuman face and once a friend of mine in new delhi told me that i spoke things which were very similar to a couple of books that she had with her so i borrowed those books uh, from her and those books were cathartic to me because those books told me that i was not alone in having the kind of belief i had and those books were books of Ayn Rand and Fred- Frederick Hayek and George Orwell so those were some of the best books i have read i have read a lot i have let's say in the recent past met people like uh, Stephen Cox of the Liberty magazine Doug Casey who was my employer at one point of time a great philosopher Adrian Day uh, Rick Rule uh, there are many people i have come to know Lou Rockwell of the Mises Institute does a fabulous job of promoting reason and rationality to humanity. The list goes on. There are many people in the Western society that I have come across who have helped me understand objectivity, reason, and understand the world. Mr. Bedara, you run a philosophical forum by the name of Capitalism and Morality, which I've had the honor and pleasure to attend. And the ideas that I have received there I have stayed with me till this day. Would you mind providing more information about that to the listeners? So Spencer, I run this seminar in Vancouver, Canada every year. I've been doing it for the last 11 or 12 years, and this is pretty much my way of reconvincing or showing to the western world some how precious the western civilization is, how precious some of the underpinning factors of western civilization particularly to do with reason and morality are and that's why i gave it a name capitalism and morality the next one will be on the 24th of july 2021 in downtown vancouver canada and uh, if uh, your any of your audience wants to participate in in it they can use a coupon to get a 10% discount rate which i will send to you later which you can link in this podcast mr bandari For the listeners that would like to get to know more about you and the work that you do in the world, how can they get in contact with you? They can always go to my website which is jayantbhandari.com and everything I write or speak on goes on that website and there's also my email address that they can connect me through. The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind including warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment or trading advice or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.